Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. This is Lock and Load. A lot of things on the plate today. A couple of things we're going to try to debunk. Well, we're not going to try to debunk. We're going to debunk them. First up, though, is uh, Second Amendment attorneys Chuck Michael, or Michelle, rather, excuse me, and Costa Moros. These guys, they work with Second Amendment Foundation, and they are veterans at challenging unconstitutional restrictions on the right to keep and bear arms in court. And uh, their latest defense of uh, the Second Amendment right can be found in the Wyoming Law Review, where the pair offer up the historical case against assault weapon bans. I guess uh, it's easier to use that vernacular. Now, the gun control lobby continues to work to enact sweeping semi-auto bans at both the state and the federal level. And uh, like late, the latest one in New Mexico that has failed, despite Michelle Lujan Grisham's push to ban gas-operated semi-automatic rifles. But Michelle and Moros's article is both a timely reminder that the generation of Americans who enshrined the right to keep and bear arms in our Constitution would never have accepted these infringements, as well as a wonderful bill of scholarship that will hopefully have an impact on court decisions going forward, including the Supreme Court, where the justices will soon consider multiple requests to take up assault weapon ban cases out of Illinois and Maryland. There are plenty of courts out there that have concluded that uh, the AR-15 and the other modern personal defense weapons aren't protected by the Second Amendment. They're too similar to machine guns, that only arms most commonly used for self-defense are covered, and that any and all arms that could be used in a military setting are beyond the scope of the right to keep and bear arms, to give just a few examples. That was Michelle Amoros arguing. The national tradition of the right to keep and bear arms undoubtedly includes both the right of individual self-defense as well as the right to resist tyranny. Second Amendment was not put there for us to fight off robbers and muggers. It was not. Uh, they write, simply put, this article examines American historical tradition to show that the commonly owned civilian firearms of the era that were also optimal in warfare are the most protected of all when it comes to firearm regulation. And here's a few examples brought forward by these guys. Tenge Cox, a friend of Madison and himself, a delegate to the Constitutional Convention in discussing the Second Amendment, wrote, Civil rulers may attempt to tyrannize, and rulers might use the power of the military to injure fellow citizens. Thus, the people are confirmed by the article in their right to keep and bear their private arms. He also earlier had written that Congress has no power to disarm the militia. Their swords and every other terrible implement of the soldier are the birthright of an American. 
Noah Webster, the famous early American lexographer and a member of the Connecticut House of Representatives from 1802 to 1807, was also a strong advocate for the adoption of the United States Constitution. He wrote, before standing army can rule, the people must be disarmed, as they are in almost every kingdom of Europe. Unlike in Europe, the United States is less susceptible to tyrants enforcing unjust laws because the whole body of the people are armed and constitute a force superior to any band of regular troops that can be on any pretense raised in the United States. William Patterson, not as well known, but one he held many positions of power in the founding era, resulting in him being one of the first associate justices of the Supreme Court from 1793 until his death in 1806, wrote a militia is the people themselves, prepared to act as soldiers for the purpose of resisting oppression and securing their rights. Tyrants dread free men when free men not only have arms in their hands, but know how to use them. In the 19th century, the understanding of the Second Amendment was alive and well as well. Even as multi-shot firearms became the norm, dramatically increasing the rate of fire from the days of muskets and muzzleloaders, calls for prohibiting citizens from uh, or civilians from possessing the newfangled arms adopted by the military were virtually non-existent. As uh, Michelle and uh, Moros wrote, no state outright banned lever-action rifles or revolvers. And the fact that the most clearly analogous firearms to modern rifles went almost entirely unregulated in the 19th century is a major problem for assault weapon bans under Bruin. That's why states like California compare their their contemporary rifle bans to 19th century restrictions pertaining to Bowie knives and small pistols. Unlike the repeating rifles of the era, those weapons were regulated in some limited ways. A fact hostile courts have relied on to uphold rifle bans. One district court in the Northern District of Illinois stated that laws governed the most dangerous weapons of the era, including Bowie knives. The trouble with the suggestion that the common rifle bans are like historical Bowie knife restrictions is that those who lived in the 19th century would have rejected that comparison. Americans from that era were not silent, and they wrote quite a bit about this topic. And while there was some, some disagreement at the time about the scope of the individual right in the sec, that the Second Amendment protects, the available commentary, excuse me, the available commentary largely agrees the arms of modern warfare were were the most protected type of weapon of all. So they've been trying to rewrite history to suit their purposes for decades now, and the text history and tradition test spelled out in Bruin has made that an even more important endeavor for those who want to strip us of our Second Amendment right. And Michelle and Moros's scholarly contribution to the debate is very well-timed and very nice. It's, it's very welcome. It's a welcome dose of historical fact that will leave the gun control activists gritting their teeth. In frustration, while arming both Second Amendment advocates and impartial judges with the knowledge they need to overturn these modern bans on assault weapons that lie far outside our national tradition of keeping and bearing arms in defense of ourselves and to guard against the establishment of government tyranny. The idea that the Second Amendment simply exists today to keep you from being robbed is false. It is absolutely false. 
it is so false. I, I don't even know how far we should go with this on how fa- how false it is. But it, it's it's a very simple thing to consider. They drafted that after the Revolutionary War. They drafted that. And one thing I want to point out, um, what we've got going on here more closely resembles, you know, all these people talking about, well, there's going to be a civil war here soon. It would more likely be a revolution, not a civil war. We're not going to be fighting each other. That's what they want you to believe. They want you to believe this would be a civil war where we fight each other. Americans fighting Americans. No, this would be us fighting the government. Very simple thing. Very simple thing. And uh, in that vein, while he's out there saying, well, if you're going to fight the government, you're going to need a F-15 and you're going to need and it's not going to be with AR-15s because, you know, we got, you know. This coming from a guy who never, even when he was not senile, he had no idea what ground combat would be like. He has no no clue to it. I don't care how many of his relatives, unless you've been in it, possibly a military spouse by now. That's that's about as close as you can get. But unless you've been in the military, you really don't know. And that's on purpose. You shouldn't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things that you probably don't want to know. But when he's out there talking about how bad it would be, well, you know, Sorry, Mr. President, you you missed that one. Mr. Resident, I'm sorry. I was being way too nice to you, wasn't I? You're just the resident. You're not the president. One of the things that we have happening here in my state of South Carolina is my uh, my politicians here, they are botching the whole idea of permitless slash constitutional carry. It's probably going to die here. Just makes me sigh in in disgust. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Tactical Innovations is the ultimate one-stop shop for all your competition, law enforcement, and military needs. Home of the weapons of wit. Now featuring the new Pit Viper, Terran is the one who trained the one. And he is Hollywood's go-to for taking the weapons and training to the next level. His legacy of championship wins spanning across decades is due to his uncompromising dedication to perfection. These innovations are now offered to you at TerranTactical.com. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to MGS.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the healthy body, brain, and heart pack to the healthy libido pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Every day we take steps to keep the people we love safe, but some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs, like the ones that cause Lyme disease. Mice searching for food can spread bacteria that makes us sick. Mosquitoes lay eggs in standing water and can spread West Nile virus and more. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home, leaving behind allergens that can trigger asthma attacks. Common pests can threaten our health. Learn how to protect your family at pestworld.org. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. Welcome back. This is Lock and Load. My state has a chance to become the 28th state with permitless carry. We should be the 8th, the 18th, the 10th. We're not. And we have the chance to be the 28th. And uh, it looks like we're going to fumble that one, too. Now, last week, South Carolina House rejected changes to the constitutional carry bill, which was passed in the South Carolina Senate in January. South Carolina Senate added a amendment to it. So then the Senate sent it back to the House. So now the House has repassed the bill as it was previously overwhelmingly passed in the House in 2022. And the vote for H uh, 3594 was 85 to 26 with eight House members not voting and four House members on excused absences. Uh, the House Majority Leader David Hyatt, 
He explained the action. While I respect the intentions and efforts of the Senate, the House Republican Caucus remains united in our decision to non-concur with the Senate's changes. We will return a clean version of the Constitutional Carry Second Amendment Preservation Act to the Senate next week, the exact version that was overwhelmingly passed by the House last year. Our dedication to protecting the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens remains steadfast. It is our firm belief that this bill in its original form best reflects the fundamental rights and freedoms of our constituents. So, now, right away, our very incompetent, and yes, I say it, our very incompetent governor, Henry McMaster, steps up, and he's decided, and and it's beginning to look like he may be backing away from his promise to sign the bill. On uh, Twitter, he said, for over two years, law enforcement and victims of crime have been begging this General Assembly to pass a bill with stricter increased penalties for illegal gun use and possession. This is how we keep career criminals behind bars and not out on bond shooting and killing innocent South Carolinians. The public is losing confidence. So am I. So let's go to what Amendment 36 is. Now, Amendment 36 states that if you commit a crime with a gun and you have a permit... The penalty for you is not going to be as severe if you commit a crime with a gun and you don't have a permit. That's actually a rather stupid, stupid amendment to add to it. This is what he's referring to. He's saying that people that commit crimes with guns should uh, have stricter penalties. Now, you know, in in South Carolina, the... uh, the revocation of a permit for cause is relatively low. It's a, it's a very low, low, low percentage. People that do carry guns are, of course, among the most law-abiding, like they are throughout the United States. And uh, I, you know, what what he's what I don't even know if he knows what he's talking about here. To be quite honest with you, because criminals are going to continue to commit crimes. They're not they're not protected by permitless carry if they are if they're a prohibited person. They're just not. Now, the bill's already been to the full Senate. It does not have to go through a Senate committee again. But it may need to overcome a filibuster. And and if they insist on its amendment, well, you know, they got three senators that are appointed to a conference committee. Two of those are appointed by the president of the Senate. One is appointed by the chairman of the committee. Speaker of the House appoints three House members to the conference committee. The conference committee has to reach an agreement on changes. And then those changes have to be approved by both the House and the Senate. It has been reported that the Senate will appoint members to a conference committee. A compromise acceptable to both sides seems possible. But Thomas Alexander, District 1, is the Republican president of the Senate. He voted for H3594 in the Senate. He has the power to appoint two members to the conference. The Judiciary Committee Chair, Senate Luke Rankin, will appoint one member to the conference committee. Senator Rankin voted against H3594. The majority leader of the Senate, Shane Massey, who also voted against 3594 and has been against constitutional carry bills in the past. He was a leader who has insisted on amendments in the Senate. He is quoted as saying he believes there will be movement in the conference committee before April. And he told a rag here in South Carolina Post and Courier said, I think waiting until then probably makes it worse. I haven't heard that there's going to be any effort to delay the conference committee meetings from trying to get an agreement. I think everybody would like to work out the issue if we can. Second Amendment supporters in South Carolina have been working to pass this for over a decade. And uh, 
I, I you know, I, I had, I was, t- I, I'm of two minds about this. First of all, it passed out of the Senate. Amendment 36 is a very flawed piece of it. However, what we know about people that carry guns, they are the most law-abiding out there. If I have a permit and I commit a, I commit a crime with a gun, I don't expect them to look at me and say, oh, well, you're a permit holder, so of course you're exempt. You know, I would expect to have the book thrown at me. Now, Louisiana is on deck, and they will likely carry a constitutional carry bill next. So the more states that we have on permitless slash constitutional carry, the harder it makes it for them with gun control. You know, if we get to 35, 36, I think we're almost in the territory for a constitutional convention at that point. The thing that distra- this it it, uh, <laughs> it distresses me a great deal. Um, there's a lot of information, a lot of misinformation floating around, and everything else. And most of these guys don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. The the same thing that we've heard the other 27 times about when they passed permitless carry. Of course, that's been thrown about by the Democrats and the anti gunners and everything here in this state and the Republicans who are. Except for a handful, and I may know one or two of them, but except for a handful of them, most of them are absolutely incompetent. Absolutely incompetent. There's one I know, not going to tell you his name. Uh, he's running around. He doesn't know what to do simply because the NRA is saying that if you don't do this the way we say to do it, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to grade you on that. And in my way of thinking, and this is just based upon current events today, NRA is irrelevant. They've got a lot of things going on in their house that they need to fix before they start worrying about anything else. I've seen Gun Owners of America did not like Amendment 36. I have, uh, you know, I've I've talked to uh, certain people in other organizations. I know that this happened in North Carolina last year, in May of last year. At the very last minute, the NRA slipped in and said, this is a bad bill, and we're, you know, we're not going to support it, and if you vote for it, we're going to grade you. And it died. It died. Paul Valone of Grassroots North Carolina, he was uh, very upset. And I, I am, too. I'm, I'm getting sort of tired of these outside national organizations that pay no attention to this, do nothing to it up to, the, to a certain point. They ride in at the last moment, and they're just trying to get in on, on the bill. They want to get in on the credit or whatever they think they're going to get out of it. And uh, this is a, you know, I've seen this with NRA before. So, although, I will simply say that the uh, the, the politicians here, <laughs> they would be messed up anyway. They would be messing it up anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we got going on here in South Carolina, in the beautiful South. That's what we got going on here. Now, I saw this the other day. Uh, it's coming out of Salon, which is a left-wing rag. It used to be about style and everything, you know, style and homes and all this other stuff. Now they've decided to go political. And they've decided to get up and debunk the myth, the good guy with the gun myth. And we're going to look at that. This is Lock and Load. years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. 
Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality Build American-made products for 45-plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American-made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment. We perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. USA News Update. In Minnesota, flags are flying at half-staff to pay tribute to two police officers and a paramedic who were killed while responding to a domestic abuse call in a Minneapolis suburb early Sunday. The tragic incident occurred in Burnsville, where a suspect in a house initiated gunfire toward the first responders. Authorities have confirmed the death of the suspect during that shooting. As the deadline to fund the government approaches, Congress has entered a two-week recess. Lawmakers are slated to return to Capitol Hill on February 28th, just two days before the March 1st deadline to fund certain government agencies, while the rest must be funded by March 8th. Former President Jimmy Carter has been under hospice care for a year. The Carter family issuing a statement Sunday expressing gratitude for the numerous displays of affection they've received. During his time in hospice care, the former president marked his 99th birthday and mourned the loss of his wife, Rosalind. John Schaefer, USA News. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, If you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called deadly recipe you want it free call them toll free at 855-79-YOUNG you ready 855-79-YOUNG dr joel wallach the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's life support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's life support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family.
And welcome back. This is Lock and Load. One thing I notice is whenever somebody gets out there and they want to debunk a so-called myth about gun owners and what how gun, gun owners comport themselves on a daily basis, almost always they're using... Let me give you an example. Uh, Gary Kleck, when Gary Kleck came out with his first study, Gary Kleck was a card-carrying member of the ACLU. He's a Democrat, uh, He's and, but he's also a, uh, you know, a numbers cruncher. And that's his thing. He crunches numbers, and he spits out whatever the numbers say. So he crunched the numbers in the 90s and came out with a 2.5 million defensive gun use figure. Now, he's not pro-gun. He's just an honest man. He's just an honest man. So, you know, so, so when they, Gary Clegg, he, he was helped by Matt Gertz when they came out with this. A lot of people looked at this and said, there's just no way. Because when you do the numbers, of course, now the CDC has come out in June of 2013. They published a study after Barack Obama, uh, when he when he passed his little, uh, his little executive actions, uh, when he did not get universal background checks, he had 21 or 22 of them. Uh, one of them is for the CDC to study gun violence. And what they found out was they believed at the time that there was 3 million defensive gun uses a day. Now, do the math. That's, I believe, 8,219 defensive gun uses a day. I haven't done the math lately. It's been a while since I did it. So, uh, I, you know, that's, that's astounding to think of that, that that happens that often. That means, on the high end, that regular civilians are out there stopping 3 million crimes. We know that 82% of the time when they do present a weapon, they don't pull the trigger. We know that 2% of the time they shoot the wrong person. We know that 12% of the time the cops shoot the wrong person. We know that the people that carry guns commit less crime than the cops. These are all bad things. So, of course, we got to change the narrative. So, first up, we have the Center for American Progress. And uh, they, they joined with gun violence research group GVpedia to release an issue debunking the falsehoods pushed by the NRA and the other pro-gun groups, which, looking to counter the horrors of everyday gun violence in America, masterfully constructed a narrative based on the myth of a good guy with a gun using their weapon defensively to stop an armed assailant before harm could be done. Now, remember, I just told you that based on the CDC study, 8,219 times a day, that's exactly what happens. Well, you know, Eli Dickin in Indianapolis at the mall, right? 40 yards away, 10 shots, less than 10 seconds, 8 hits, stop the guy cold. Anthony Melly, Clackamas Mall, stops the guy. Lots of times this happens. It happens. Now, when you look at who all of these uh, people that come out and debunk these things are, they're always most of, a lot of the uh, Dr. John Lott. Dr. John Lott, I, when he when he when he wrote "More Guns, Less Crime," um, John goes with the numbers lead him. If the numbers said more guns equal more crime, that's what he would publish. That's what he would publish. So they get out there, and uh, you know, most of the time, these guys that are publishing these studies aren't really associated with any pro-gun entity initially when this is published. So they don't even have a dog in the fight. Now, with the anti-gunners, on the other hand, all of them, all of them are anti-gunning, and they're all anti-gun organizations. Like the Harvard Injury Control Research Center, 
um, when they look at the, at the Gary Kleck figures, which uh, fluctuated between 760,000 and 2.5 million defensive gun uses. They found, according to them, don't know how, that fewer than 550,000 burglaries occurred in gun owners' homes annually. While Kleck and Gertz had estimated that guns were used for self-defense during burglaries approximately 845,000 times. So, their brief reads, burglary victims would have needed to use their guns defensively in more than 100% of cases, which is, of course, impossible. Now, I can tell you, we can look at Kleck and Mertz's data and figure out where they got their numbers. Where they get their numbers, they don't publish this. This is where this is where it gets a little interesting because for those of us that understand surveys, a survey or a study is all based upon the method. And it's all based upon peer review. And if peer review looks at it and says, well, this was sound, okay, we might need to look at that. If they look at it and they, and they say, well, where's the stuff? Well... <laughs> Devin Hughes, he said, until the myth of the good guy with the gun is defeated, he's the uh, founder and president of GBPedia, Americans will continue buying firearms in the mistaken belief that those guns will make them safer and gun violence will continue unabated. Well, now, this is where things become convenient for them, because when we're looking at numbers, we do not segregate for the most part. When they're laying numbers out on you, to get you to believe that gun violence is an epidemic, most of the time they're coming from blue cities, which are hellscapes, where they have uh, where it's very difficult to carry a gun, if not impossible. And um, if you were to take five, st- I think it's five cities out of the out, out of the total numbers that we have to deal with as far as crime is concerned, we look comparatively peaceful. But. Back to Mr. Hughes. Hughes said, accurate information is critically important in fighting America's epidemic of gun violence. Just as important, however, is countering inaccurate uh, information. They also analyzed data on DGUs from the National Crime Victimization Survey, which estimated just 70,000 such cases per year, which is still more than the even with the conflated numbers where they add the, the, uh, the suicides to the murders with guns. That's still more than those conflated numbers, which is interesting that they would admit that. They said that they found that nine times as many people report being victimized by a person with a gun than being protected by a firearm. Respondents to two Harvard surveys taken in 96 and 99 were three times as likely to report being threatened or victimized with a gun than having one used to protect themselves. Now, <laughs> uh, 11% of victims who did not use a gun defensively reported being injured during the altercation, while in the same amount, 10.9% was reported injuries in cases of the victim using a, a gun. Uh, this is to, you know, I, I don't think anybody's ever claimed that having a gun means you're not going to get hurt. Having a gun means you have an option. It doesn't mean you're not going to get hurt. Uh, and, and, and nobody gets out there and says you're only safe if you carry a gun. You're only safe if a lot of things are going on. Carrying a gun is a piece. Now, what they want are stronger gun laws, improved clearance rates, and investments in community, community violence innovation programming. Well, you've had that. We, we've seen lots of cities and lots of states that have all that nonsense. And they are, you know, hellscapes. Now, they also noted that 
and this is, I mean, this is absolutely true because this is the way I do it. People who use their guns defensively are more likely to keep them unlocked, readily accessible, and loaded, substantially increasing the risk of unauthorized access by a minor. Not going to happen in my case. The youngest person living in my house is 33 years old, and he carries two guns when he's out and about. So, you're not... There's too, there's too many guns in the United States for this actually to be a thing. And I don't know how many gun owners actually have children in the house, but there's just too many guns out there for this to actually be a thing. I just saw this, and I was just thinking, this is, uh, you know, Allison Jordan. She finished it off. In, in untangling the myth of defensive gun use, one thing is abundantly clear. If safety is the goal, guns are not the answer. Yeah, hey, nobody says you got to carry one, Allison. I have never said you got to carry a gun. You do not have to carry a gun if you don't want to, in fact. As a matter of fact, don't from here on out. If, if you've been doing it up to this point, stop, cease, give it up. I, you know, I don't care. The thing is, this is very disingenuous because the left knows the utility of guns. They do. They know the utility of guns and they're just lying to you. Trying to make you think that having a gun means you're in more danger. It doesn't. Do you think you have a First Amendment right in the gun industry? Do you? This is Lock and Load. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is ShopSuperTea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. 
So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at teamgaday.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. Teamgaday.com. Teamgaday.com. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. <clears throat> okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets. 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. This is Lock and Load. On November 3rd, the U.S. Supreme Court granted cert in National in NRA of America v. Volo. And in it, they allege New York officials used their regulatory authority to target the organization to suppress its First Amendment-protected pro-Second Amendment advocacy. In April 2022, a trio of gun control groups filed a petition with the FTC claiming that any suggestion by the firearms industry that firearms provide protection to their owners or make their homes safer is tantamount to false advertising it should be curbed. Which is nonsense. And in uh, July 2022, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed AB 2571, which purports to ban all firearms-related advertising that a minor, those under the age of 18, might find attractive. Further, they have used dubious litigation to chill firearm industry speech. Multiple courts have endorsed the idea that the way in which a firearm is advertised can offer an end run around the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act. Which, that's a really interesting... That's one... Okay, so, going back. With Adam Lanza in Newtown, they used that to find Remington guilty. To find Bushmaster. I think he had a Bushmaster, to be specific. I may be wrong about that. It's been a while. But the interesting part about this was while they were out there saying it was due to the advertising and therefore this is why they would have to be found guilty, they did not try to prove that he had ever seen any advertising for this gun. 
The only reason he had this particular gun is because that's the gun that was in the safe when he killed his mother and robbed her safe. And it, it had nothing to do with the name brand. It was opportunistic. But, nonetheless. <laughs> so, if a violent criminal acquires and misuses a firearm to commit a crime, you know, it is a criminal who is liable for, for the conduct, not the company that made the gun. That's the, that's the basis behind the PLCAA. They're not, people that make guns, people that sell guns are not responsible for people who abuse them or misuse them or whatever the phrase is you want to do. This is the same, in the same vein to why Chevrolet isn't responsible for the actions of drunk drivers. Although in various things, especially with alcohol, you're beginning to see people say, well, you should have known that this was a underage guy or, well, you should have known he was a this or a that. And in some cases, like with uh, Academy Sports, we've seen recently where there was a case where, well, you should have known that was a straw purchaser. So one thing the PLCAA does not protect the gun industry from are suits where the manufacturer or the seller's illegal conduct was the proximate cause of the injury giving rise to the suit. Anti-gun organizations have increasingly tried to pervert this straightforward exemption to undo the entire PLCAA. The reason that exists in the first place is because these guys are constantly trying to sue them out of existence simply for making guns. On January 22nd, a panel from the U.S. District Court of Appeals for the First Circuit revived a lawsuit brought by the Mexican government against prominent members of the U.S. firearms industry. And when they did that, they endorsed the Mexican allegation that members of the firearm industry design and market their guns in such a way as to make them attractive to the illegal market and that they benefit financially as a result. And that this would get plaintiffs around the PLCAA. And in summarizing their claim, it noted, Mexico alleges that defendants not only design their guns as military-grade weapons, they also market them as such. Defendants' marketing materials depict their weapons in use by or in proximity to military and law enforcement personnel and contain other references to military and law enforcement. Now, of course, they're talking about semi-automatic rifles with a box magazine feeding it. That's what they're talking about. And uh, the thing is, most of the stuff that you would use to actually run the rifle is uh, normally, it's going to be one of these things where you are, uh, you know, the same kind of things that work for the military to carry ammunition and carry other stuff that goes with it. Well, that works for us, too. And it, it has always been that way. Now, what as far as this whole military-grade nonsense, that, that is exactly what it is. Because what makes a weapon dangerous is that round coming out the end of the barrel. And that is one common denominator that every gun has. They all have a barrel, and they all have a round coming out of the end of it. And if that's military-grade, then I guess so. But that means everything is military-grade, which it probably is. All handguns are military-grade. There are no, there's you know, with the exception of the Glock 18, there are no handguns out there that do something special that the civilian variant doesn't do. The only real example of this that I've seen is the, um, and I, I don't know if they did this with the uh, the M17 and the M18, but I know with the Glock 19 X-Ray, they designed it in such a way to where the grip will only take the magazines designed for the Glock 19 X-Ray. 
which was a big oversight on their part as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, that's all beside the point. That's why I carry a Glock 45 because I don't have to worry about that. And, uh, you know, now the first thing we need to uh, understand is that U.S. gun companies stress the suitability of their weapons for professional applications when they market to law-abiding Americans. And that's perfect sense because, you know, the kind of reason you would use a gun to defend yourself is probably the same reason that a police officer would use a gun to defend himself. And the reasons the military and law enforcement, you know, why do they use them? The military uses firearms to defend the country. Law enforcement uses firearms to protect and defend themselves and their communities. But, you know, and this might come as news, but, you know, law-abiding Americans use guns for the exact same purposes. A November 2023 NBC News national poll reported that more than half of American voters, 52%, say they or someone in their household owned a gun, which is a very interesting way to put it. In June 2023, Pew Research Center asked gun owners about the reasons they own one. Three quarters of U.S. uh, gun owners cite protection as a major reason they own a gun. 91% cited protection as a reason they own a gun. The Crime Prevention Research Center's annual report, Concealed Carry Permit Holders Across the United States, show that there's nearly 22 million uh, permits in the country. The latest from Gary Kleck shows that it's at least more than a million times a day that we use guns to defend themselves. And I know that just being a regular civilian guy walking around using your gun for the same reason that our heroes in law enforcement and the military use them, that's not popular, but it is actually a, you know, it's a viable reason and it's protected by the U.S. Constitution. Advertising a firearm as meeting the qualities for professional services, like promoting that a given fire extinguisher is used by professional firefighters or a given toothpaste is recommended by dentists. Advertising, no matter what, you television, radio, print, the internet, replete with ads touting products as professional or commercial grade. So, of course... A civilian in the United States who probably has, uh, you know, they have enough money to buy one. They would want the best gun they could find. Defensive firearms need to be relied on to function flawlessly at the worst moment in their life. And the difference can be life or death. So they want the one that's going to work the best and they want the one the cops carry because when they're carrying it for the same reason, that means something. So it is indisputable that well over 100, 120, 130 million Americans use guns for some of the same. Per- and, you know, with the, with 27 permitless carry states and 22 million permits, we're talking tens of millions of people carrying them daily. So it takes a very warped mind to conclude that all firearms advertising, stressing the professional use and application of guns is actually aimed at some clique of foreign criminals. And in Mexico, they can actually source military hardware, not the stuff that we have. Full auto selection, you know, crew served, belt fed, rather than the tens of, upon tens of millions of us who use them and just carry them for self-defense. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court has made clear that commercial speech does not fall outside the purview of the Second Amendment. This was during this times of cigarettes when they were trying to get that, you know, trying to batten that one down. And 
they found that as long as the speech concerns lawful activity and that the government must assert a substantial state interest that is purportedly advanced by its regulation on speech, and that the regulation must directly advance the asserted interest, and that the regulation must be the narrowest means by which to serve the state interest. Other than that, what they're doing is way out of line. It's a big, big overreach. Hour number two is inbound. Coming up next, it's going to be from student of the gun, the professor, Paul Markle. This is Lock and Load. What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. 